Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Tukey's Take Podcast. A week later. I think it's been a week later. Yeah, we missed earlier this week. It has been a very busy time, but we hope all of you have been enjoying the holiday season. We're back. Us, the guys, the fellas. Sin is here. Endo is here. And I'm excited for today's show, but also not. <laughs> I'm excited because we're going to get to catch up a little bit, talk about how the holidays went for us, and that's going to be fun. And then we get to talk about hockey on a hockey podcast, and that's not going to be fun. Uh, no, 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 sir. No fun to be had there. Uh, to, we'll get right down to business on today's show. Of course, before we can do that, I have to mention, as always, that this show is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. You can use code Tukey at checkout for 20% off your order and free worldwide shipping at Manscaped. Get anything that you need for all of your grooming needs from head to toe. I don't know. You might... If you need something for your toes, they probably have it. Manscaped's got you covered. The best tools for the job. Code Tuki at checkout. Boys, let's start off this show on a bit of a hot note here, right? Because it has been a very, very busy week. This is the first time in a while uh, that we are going to have uh, a, a one, you know, one show week. Normally we try to get two, and I thought, yeah, no, we'll be fine. Uh, And then the girlfriend and I left home (laughs) and visited my side of the family, and it's been a crazy disaster. So as I said, off off air, so to speak, thank you to you guys for being accommodating to making uh, this happen. And if anything, it benefited us from the hockey standpoint, because now we have a little bit more uh, to talk about, I guess, unfortunately. But regardless, it it is what it is. So what I want to know... Sin, you had to miss the the show before the last show, because you were already kind of off and doing what you had to do. (laughs) Of course, Monday's episode, or the last Thursday's episode, was a a solo show. How how has your time been? Your holiday season? It was great. It was, uh, actually, we we went down to my girlfriend's, uh, well, back to the Bay Area, which is where I'm from, where her, a lot of her family still lives. Um, and that was just great, just get, getting to hang out with some of her cousins and then her mom and some close family friends on actual Christmas for dinner and stuff like that. It was just a real good time. Like, of course, I missed, you know, my family back here, and I still haven't gotten together with even my dad or my sister yet, um, just because schedule-wise, my sister does stand-up, so she's kind of all over the place right now. It's just hard to coordinate for everyone, but we're hoping to do that in uh, January. So that'll be a nice Christmas. Um, but other than that, yeah, man, it was I it was great. I, I had a really, really good time. And, you know, this is it's also it's it's new. It's also the first relationship that's lasted long enough where we have alternated holidays, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we did Thanksgiving here. We had Christmas with her. So, yeah, there we are. Fair enough. I was going to say for us, it's essentially two thanksgivings two christmases is how we've been doing yeah. it instead oh, of alternating I, yeah fuck that now, me and me, me and kim are both introverts so we can't handle that we do we we have like the uh, two get togethers and then the whole next day we're like don't anyone fucking talk to us we're gonna be sitting in the room <laughs> now i i have to ask because you know we don't have viewer questions this episode this week but i have to ask what was what was that gift that really hit home that inner sin, he opened mm. that gift up, and childhood sins, just freaking out. What Shit. was the highlight? Yeah, um, 
you know what? One of them that's that that really it's kind of a, it's such a small gift, but it reminded me of, of the good things that will come. My girlfriend as part of uh, this thing got me one of those little uh, phrase books for Finnish and other regional <laughs> languages. I'm like, oh, yeah, I get that's to awesome. hopefully go to at some point. I mean, we know it's going to happen, whether or not it happens within the year or when. But mm. we get to go to Finland slash Sweden and cast a land tournament so that's the greatest gift to be kind of reminded of that i also got some star wars dr squatch soap in the shape of like (laughs) and scented as darth maul like i don't know how but it's yeah it's incredible i heard about that i heard about that brand how is it i haven't tried it yet i'm still using hey hey, hey, they don't pay us they don't pay us (laughs) (laughs) my bad yeah i shouldn't have even said their name I will say, uh, Sin referring to the the dream that we've had for years now, which still isn't official, but maybe someday will be, NHL Gamer, and that's, of course, at NHLGamer.com. They love having their finals as in-person LAN tournaments, and uh, hopefully hopefully this is the year that... uh, Sid and I would get to make the trek. The season, the new season, begins uh, January 3rd. Jesus You'll see Christ. Sid and I posting about... Oh, yeah, it starts next <laughs> it's, week, it's, buddy. I know. I'm just like, God, that, <laughs> that crept up so fast. Oh, my God. The madness begins. The uh, ECL winter season, again, begins January 3rd. You'll hear Sid and I talk about that on, on Twitter a ton, I'm sure. Ando, how was your Christmas, buddy? Uh, it was good. It was a very um quiet Christmas. Um. No. Your mom didn't get you to go shovel? <laughs> no, we actually didn't get the shovel. Uh, so mother's privilege turned out to be my benefit. So I was, uh, it, it was fine. Um, uh, I had a miss, uh, miss, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We had, uh, my, my uncle uh, gave, family, gave us some gifts, but it got lost in translation from my grandma because it was like a drop-off point. So she gave me the wrong gift. That's supposed to go with someone else. So then my aunt calls me. This is like the day of like the this last week Thursday. And she says, oh, my God, I got your gift. I'm so sorry. I'm like, oh, it's OK. It's all right. Well, you still want to swap? It's like, no, I already started eating some of it. She's like, I'm sorry. It was so delicious. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, auntie. It's OK. And now I just I, have like a bunch I of whiskey. I don't even drink whiskey. So it's just going to like sit there in like the cabinet. Yeah. Hey. Good decoration at the very least. Exactly. It's like a reverse secret Santa. Like you, you get a fucking gift, you don't know who's gonna get it. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're like three identical like bags. Uh, oh. So I think that's the reason why my grandma got confused because she knew that one of them was for like my mom, my aunt, myself. But I guess she gave mm. up the wrong one, and she didn't really read who it was for. Either, either way, still a great gift, no matter what. Fair enough. And for me, I mean. Christmas Day was was solid. Oh yeah. Christmas Eve, you know, had the potential future in laws come over. We hosted a dinner. That was great. I got to be all Ooh, domestic. You guys hosted. We did Ooh, for Christmas Eve at least. Dapper. Uh-huh. Look at Jeez. you. Well, I mean, first Christmas in the new house. You yeah, know? Gotta... you had to christen it. Yeah, that's that's dope. Yeah, that's exactly. Amazing. And then Christmas Day was was solid. Um, God, I, I in terms of top gift, I. It's a tough call because I am much more of that type of person that's like I like giving gifts to people more. Mm-hmm. Um, 
have the girlfriend dying laughing with one of her gifts. That's a too long of an inside joke to to run down on on this particular podcast, but that was great. But uh, she went for the old uh, cool hockey mystery box. And uh, I was corrected on Twitter when I said she struck gold. Really, she struck oil. Uh, We got a a current Oilers home jersey, which Mm -hmm. I really do like. Uh, I have a McDavid in the style from when he was first there before they changed things up again. Uh, And I love that one. I'll probably send this one out. It is a blank. I'll probably send it out. I was going to ask if it had a name plater. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably going to be a dry sidle. Although, let's be honest. I could be the first person to ever have a Cody CC Oilers jersey that's not in his family. And the last. So. <laughs> no, not even his family has the jersey. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh sorry. God. Sorry, Cody. We got the Connor jersey, too. Oh, man. <laughs> Imagine. It's like, you know that picture of Connor McDavid in the airport with, like, those two, uh, those oh, two fans? Oh, and he's just so uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, except, yeah. Except Cody CC's family is... <laughs> <laughs> Except it's Cody's parents. Like that is. Let's see if oh. I can find that. Oh, I found that picture. Oh. That will be the. Uh, that will be the thumbnail. So oh dude. Like, That'll be the thumbnail uh, oh. for this particular podcast. Fuck me. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. But yeah, so it's like, oh, Christmas is done. We're good. You know, the beginning of the week, we're gonna go see my parents, and that's gonna be great. And then we get here, and then when we get here, my mom's like, hey. We're going to go get to see your grandmother on your on your dad's side. Of course, like four days earlier, it was, hey, we're not going to do anything because of COVID. But my grandmother, who is the baddest woman on the planet, just goes, screw it. We're doing this. Oh <laughs> so at the very least, I was able to, to meet up uh, with, with them, which was great. I mean, especially so, sp- you know, spur of the moments. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, I grew up with uh, – he's – basically my grandfather uh, you know it, it's weird he was always my uncle instead of my grandfather because for the longest time he and my grandmother weren't married because they just didn't want to get married yeah uh they did in the past couple of years um but he's had some health complications so he takes covid seriously so uh he didn't want to go into a rest stop to go to the bathroom so he decided to pull over to the side of the road and uh fell into a puddle up to his knees <laughs> <laughs> got to drive home with that so christmas memories you know yeah. christmas oh my memories. god it's it's been a fun time man yeah it's, it's been great i mean it's it's sucked on one hand to keep having to tell you guys like uh, i don't think i can record today and i haven't streamed in almost a week which is one of the longest breaks i've taken without being ill um, but it's, it's been nice. It's been real nice, but it'll be good to get back into the groove of things pretty soon. So yeah, for sure. The holiday break was great. I'm glad to know it went well for you guys. And in the meantime, uh, the sports world has been set on fire. Fuck, before we I get think to is that, the... <laughs> I forgot to mention my desk. Uh, love my girlfriend, Paulina, who may or may not show up on the podcast for hockey related stuff. Cause there's not really much to talk about in the future. Um, except no, for the I'm NHL coming positive. back up. Yeah, except for the yeah. NHL starting back up again. But even then, um, sh- I, I've I've mentioned to her like in the past like, week and a half that the past three months that I wanted a new desk. And she, she, uh, Christmas Day comes, she's like, I didn't get you anything. Fuck, what do you want? I'm like, uh, can I get a desk? She's like, fuck it, fine. <laughs> and we Boxing Day, we go to Ikea, eat the best Swedish meatballs I've ever had in my life. And 
Then I Ooh, then getting she's meatballs like, from IKEA. Yeah. No. The, the, okay. Listen. I know. I know. It's the typical thing to do, but at the same time, it's a it's a furniture store, man. Let's be real here. <laughs> IKEA food is decent enough that if they Didn't just they find horse meat in the meatballs like twenty years ago. Look, I, that's why it's so. That's why it's so good. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> IKEA food is so good that you could just you could just they could open up their own store and just call it like IKEA food and then you just eat there. Okay, but. Got a brand new desk. I, I had a stream of me setting it up. I, I said, you know what? I, I, IKEA instructions aren't that difficult. That must have been a painful ass stream setting was, up an IKEA piece. It <laughs> was four hours of restarting, doing it again, again putting things the wrong way. Um, I, I was comical because there's a clip. I think there's a clip of uh, me trying to find a screwdriver and like, God, I can't find it. So I find a butter knife. And Polina walks into the room, like not even like ten, like five seconds, picks it up, just like, "Are you serious?" It was right here the whole entire time, and then Chat just laughing their ass off at me, and it was great. But yeah, Chad, it was that a, sounds like a that sounds like an endo stream if I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> it, I I have no I have no brand. It's just laugh at me, hmm. dance, dance, well, monkey dance. I appreciate your attempt to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I appreciate Endo's attempt to try and delay us having to talk about the NHL. Uh, we will start NHL specific before getting into the World Juniors because Damn obviously, um, with the NHL, obviously, I mean, I don't think we've gotten to talk about it too much, but it's not really a surprise. You still haven't, you know, the NHL. Well, no, we did get to mention it at least, but we've talked about it to death. Everybody has. The NHL is not going to the Olympics. You have the way that they have handled that situation still being critiqued publicly by the likes of one Brad Marchand on Twitter. Uh, it's... I won't say Brad Marchand's statement that caught a lot of traction was necessarily completely, pun intended, on the nose. <laughs> like, he didn't... He didn't make... It wasn't like a dead-set burial of the NHL. Like, you look at his statement and you can say, yeah, but, uh, mainly in part of like, hey, well, guess what? The NHLPA is kind of in agreement. There was the clause there, the out clause for the NHL to take, and of course they were going to take it. Then you get the argument of how the NHL's handled bringing back taxi squads and not having them in the first place and money, money, money. And then the players refute with, oh, we'll just have taxi squads while the best players in the league go over to the Olympics, which is never, ever going to happen in a million. It's just... Is it a talking point worth dis worth discussing? Yes. Do I want to talk about it? <laughs> no. It's been talked about to death. Whether or not the NHL handled it correctly or not, whether or not the players are getting screwed or upset, like, end of the day, the NHL is not going to the Olympics. And that's it. But if someone wants to say, oh, well, the NHL didn't handle things very well, yeah, no kidding. Since when do they? In the hockey world, governing bodies, the NHL, the IIHF, uh, yeah, no, they don't do very well. Uh, how often are they praised for the way they handle things? Aside from, I guess, the NHL, when was the last time the NHL was praised? Aside from how they handled the bubble compared to most other sports. I, and I don't even know what the hell the topic would be, just in a general sense where people are like, you know, the NHL is really on the ball lately. 
When's the last time you heard that? Expansion so. for the Golden Knights, probably. Because of how successful that franchise <laughs> has been? Maybe. Absolutely. I don't know. No, I don't know. <laughs> Even then. So, uh, obviously, still a ton of postponed games. Uh, there were games on Tuesday night. I mean, we can reference them quickly. Like, the Lightning beat the Canadians in overtime. Uh, it was a cool game, you know, a lot of, or for the Habs, at least, even though they lost, uh, you know, someone like Raphael Harvey Pennard got his first goal, like an undrafted player gets his first NHL goal. That's pretty cool. Golden Knights kicked the hell out of the Kings, whatever, and then the Sharks and Coyotes, 8-7 final in a shootout. Sin, I'll give you a chance to talk about that one, at least, if you care to. Oh, my God. I mean, it was it was stupid. It's the stupidest game while still being entered. It's like, it was... It's it's like you pass a car crash and like you should just keep driving. You're mad at other people who are stopping, but you're like, what the fuck's going on over there? I hope everyone's OK. I mean, you're also mm. like sad about the situation. It was like that. I was just like, yeah, this is entertaining. Oh, goals being scored. That's pretty cool. But it's like, oh, yeah, this, it's the Coyotes. This is ugly. Um, Where's the defense? Ah, coyote ugly. Coyotes. Ah, I don't even <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Oh, thanks, John. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was that was my that's my contribution to that joke. Uh, <laughs> so we named the episode Roseanne instead. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, oh fuck. Jesus. Um, if only Dan Boyle was on the team still, it could be a tale of two Dan's. <laughs> you know Dan Boyle doesn't believe in stretching. Yeah, yes, he did. Um, he never stretched. He admitted this on live on on TV. He never stretched. Dan Boyle never stretched, and he's like, did, he's like, did you know, he also smokes? Oh yeah, you search Dan Boyle stretching in the top result. Uh, I don't believe in stretching, Dan Boyle. YouTube. Yeah, and then he um, <laughs> was that Brody Brazil's channel. Seems like it I would think be. so. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, he basically yes, it was. his yeah. reasoning is that he's like, you know, I, I never stretched. And, you know, guys who were always injured were stretching all the time, like Marty Havlat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how the hell yeah. do we get on this topic? I don't oh care, but God. it's better than anything else we could talk about. I'm just going to try to bring all the positivity uh, that I can here because I, I'm like so sick of the negativity in hockey, mm -hmm. but that's all we have yeah. right now. And it, and it that's blows. See, that is the problem. Yeah, that is the problem. Like and f flat out, like it, obviously the the big thing for this podcast this year was sort of a, a changing of the guard and a, a big topic of discussion in regards to why things changed was the positivity of the show. The problem is. What the hell is there to be positive about right now in the world of hockey? Yeah, that's the problem. So I think, you know, in terms of trying to keep the show positive, I think that change happened at the right time because there is no way like, dude, we have gone from Kyle Beach. That happened not very long after you guys started up on this show with me. The Kyle Beach thing happens. You have the COVID resurgence. So games start getting postponed. You start getting into all the conversation, which we avoided for the most part. Like, we referenced the fact that Tyler Bertuzzi chose not to get vaccinated, but we didn't hound on it every time the Red Wings played a game without him. But you get into more of that conversation. You get into canceled and postponed games. You get into the entire mess with the double IHF that we're going to talk about here in a moment. 
man, it's it's been a, a rough end of the year in, in the world of hockey. And that, that's our choice, right? Like, hey, let's only talk about the positives for hockey. I don't know how we do this show and have it be more than five to ten minutes. Genuinely, I don't. I am hoping that after this episode and heading into the new year, this is the last show of the new, you know, of 2021, as crazy as that is. I'm hoping that the next show, the beginning of next week, that, uh, and by the way, I will have announcements as to what days we're going to record on with Sin and I starting up our commentary duties with NHL Gamers, so we'll get back to you on that. But, you know, we're going to have the Winter Classic to talk about, uh, even though it's going to be cold as all hell, uh, which all hell is cold compared to regular hell. Um... Apparently, they're still going to go through with it between Minnesota and St. Louis. So we'll have that to talk about and hopefully fewer uh, postponed games. But it's outdoors. I, right? I, I, yeah, it is. It is. It's switch hockey I, uh, to all outdoors. Let's go. Chaos, baby. Chaos. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Right? I mean, dude, like one of the most upvoted. So here's the thing, right? Like you can use Reddit as an aggregator to be like, oh, what's worth talking about on the show? Did you guys see what was one of the most talked about things today? It was Christina Marlowe saying that one of her children was almost kidnapped at a hotel pool. Yeah, I read that. That was Now, granted, that's normally something we would avoid. But if we can't talk about postponed hockey games, we're certainly not going to talk about that. (laughs) What the hell is there? It's brutal, dude. And then the IIHF has this shit show of a week. Let's get to it. I mean, NHL-wise, literally the only other thing I could say is uh, best wishes to Brandon Tanev of the Seattle Kraken. It was announced that he suffered a season-ending ACL tear. Oh yeah, that's um, rough. Which sucks. He was having a great, se- you know, great, great season, and hopefully, um, you know, you're talking about a major injury for a guy, I believe, on the wrong side of 30 now. Hopefully, he can come back and still do really well because he yeah. was having a dynamite season. And not just that, uh, he was like the Kraken. probably the most marketable person on that. Oh, he was—he's the, the face of that franchise I right know. now, and it's just it's... because he's a goofball with his pictures. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so, I uh, no, uh, I'm I'm a big fan of of Brandon Danev, yeah, and uh, I, I love players like that. And it sucks yeah. when they go down the way they do because they just don't have that same sort of longevity and security that the star players have and stuff like that. But yeah. I mean, hey man, he's also made more money in his career than I probably will in my life. So. <laughs> Fair enough, but yeah, to that point, we don't have a, a ton of positives to talk about unless you just get into the same kind of arguments, but we'll get into the double IHF. Uh, first and foremost, I, I think we should talk about this, the women's under 18 world championship being outright canceled, not even postponed, nothing, just, what is this now, the second year in a row? I believe that they're just like, ah, it's not worth the headache. Yep. Yet, like that started off this week on such a bad note, and it only got worse. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand that decision. I don't think anybody does. I understand it. Um, It's a. It comes back to money, does it not? It does, (laughs) and that's why it's stupid. And that's why that's why I don't like I comprehend it, but I don't understand it because I my my brain literally doesn't work that way. I'm just like, okay, yeah, about like like if you can't like the the reason they canceled it, they said, oh, it's a safety concern. If that was the case, you would have canceled. Just say say the quiet part out loud. Seriously, just say it. We this doesn't make us any fucking money. 
Like, yeah, don't, don't, don't live it to the funding. Twitter galaxy brain take dudes who are going to say mm-hmm. that shit and act like they're saying something profound. We all get it. We all understand. It's yeah. it's the fact that that's a terrible reasoning, and that's mm-hmm. not how you grow the game. We all want to grow the game, and how you do that is by both sides of it. You want I, – I don't know why. Like, it's – it's just weird, like why there's like this weird separation between like it has to be men or, or or versus women for to grow the game. Like you can grow the game by promoting women's hockey, and that should be the case because mm-hmm. more that's more fans. Even even if that little girl doesn't play professionally, dude, she's gonna be a fan. Like yeah. I just don't understand. Like for for example, here, right? You talk about oh well, maybe the. The World Juniors only like okay. So the, the argument that I've seen for a lot of people is that oh well, the World Juniors only took place because the Hockey Canada was willing to foot the bill is what a lot of people are saying. Maybe that is true. I mean, I believe this uh, tournament was again supposed to take place for the women's under eighteen in Sweden. It's been canceled both years. Yeah. Maybe that does have something to do with it, but regardless, it's just yeah. You know, man. <sighs> Yeah, so I saw a Endo. tweet from someone um, at TSN, I think it was Gord Miller, saying that um, the way these tournaments are run is that the IHF provides um, like information and setting it up like that. But it's on the, the governing bodies who's hosting the event to come up and flip the bill with the cost and everything. So this one here that was running in, running in Edmonton and Red Deer was flipped by Hockey Canada and the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, so that's the reason why they, that's the reason why it kept going, I guess. And I guess, cause they have a lot of money. And then they also, he also went on to say that world juniors basically covers all their funds and all their funding for the rest of the tournaments, which is stupid. Another thing, I mean, that's how money works, I guess, unfortunately. And another thing that I saw as well, what he kept saying was, um, how do I word this properly? I can't know how to word this, well, what but, did he say? um, no, this isn't him saying, this is me saying it. Oh, oh, oh. This, means, this next part's just on me. It's just TS uh, personally, I believe that TSM when they got the license for the World Juniors, they gambled on it and they marketed the fuck out of it completely. Um, there's stuff that I can't mention because of NDA because when it worked with Bell, but they definitely oh. gambled on it and right now they're reaping the benefits for it. I guarantee you, if they spent the amount of money or resources on other things other than World Juniors, I guarantee you, women's hockey would have grown. Uh, Spangler Cup would have grown, all that, but it was just investments they made when the license was basically acquired to them, and mm. it's all marketing. And if they aren't going to mean, market the game as much as they 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 really should, then it's not going to grow, and it's unfortunate. And and women's hockey is still kind of like a kind of a brand new concept in a way. If you really if you really look at it and how how far we've gone with just 1998 Nagano being the first time like women are on the world stage mm. with the Olympics. It, it really makes you think that we're we're still on the 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 the, the building blocks for hockey, right. especially women's hockey in general. Just I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's way too optimistic, pie in the sky, and it's just not reality, and clearly not because it hasn't happened. But you know what an opportunity it would be for a network like TSN to take that same gamble on women's hockey, especially with the Canadian women being the favorites every single year, especially when you still have an incredibly marketable star in Marie-Philippe Poulin, who will draw ratings. We have seen that. It's just, obviously, like, that is why the frustration is there. Like, 
it just feels like we could be further along in the evolution and stability of the women's game. And still, if it comes down to a moment like this where it's like, hey, okay, we're going to have to take a little bit of a risk. Nope, we're out. No risk. That's no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. That's exactly what it is. Um, it's it, it, there's th- this whole new. Bi- it, it feels like the last decade or so we've completely switched to this whole new business mindset of like no one, no one's out there. Like you said, taking risks. There's no one really looking to evolve. Um, how many goddamn superhero movies have there been in the last ten years? Why do they God. keep getting made? Because they know they'll make money. Why did TSN, Mm -hmm. you know, do that thing? They know it's going to make money. Women's hockey is a gamble. You don't know if it's going to pay out. Is it a good investment to make? Absolutely. Does it, is it benefit more than just a financial thing? Absolutely. But we're in such a place in the kind of the business world and investment world all all the way around is that Hmm. if you're not going to be guaranteed a, you know, sub return, then you don't do it, which is. If that's the case, there's gonna be you know, it's gonna be no new businesses spring up. Google, Amazon, and Facebook or Meta are gonna consume literally everything. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah it's like how do you think small businesses happen? People make cool. a risky mm-hmm. investment. How do you think that small business grows? Someone else makes a risky investment because they even believe in it or something. So that just needs to happen. Someone out there has got to be willing. To sort of take that risk and be okay with it, maybe not panning out immediately. Look at Vince McMahon and his goddamn XFL stuff. <laughs> Twice. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I hope he does it again. Or, well, he sold it to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Well, I hope Dwayne The Rock Johnson becomes president and gives a fucking executive order that it will be funded with a portion of the defense budget. We can afford it. There you go. Yeah, funny story about that. Actually, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, he actually went to because like, when the XFL started the second time, it was it was really successful. It was doing well, but then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. another thing too is um, he. Dude, I remember watching it before, like right before COVID. I was into it. I watched. Yes. So many Dude, games. I was. I went to a I went to a main Mariners game. Shout out to the ECHL. Uh, God, I almost went to one of their games today. That's a complete side note. I was down in in the area and I started driving back towards my parents, and then they're like, "Puck drop, three o'clock," and I'm like, "You couldn't have said that at noon. <laughs> I would have gone." And like the final score today was like seven to six or some crazy shit. It was a crazy game. Wow. Support the Maine Mariners. Um, yeah, like February of 2020, I went to a, a Maine Mariners game with two of my friends for my birthday. Uh, just to be able to hang out, you know, it's like, oh, what, what's this thing going on overseas? Ah, whatever, we'll be fine. Um, I went to a Ruby Tuesdays <laughs> and watched the XFL on TV. Top 10 birthday. Top 10. Uh, it's, I, I miss the XFL. That, God, I hope and that's also how Sorry I, for that little tangent. That's fine. That's also how I discovered Broccoli Guy. So, I mean, just beautiful <laughs> things. You're, you if go. you're not aware of Broccoli Guy, it's a guy, he lives in the Seattle area. Um, I believe he is a teacher, works with kids in some ways, promotes healthy masculinity and goes to the games and dances with the broccoli and shit. And he's he's always he's been at Seahawks games, all kinds of Seattle sports games. Who the hell knows? And he's wearing the, the, the 90s cup onesie. Like, you know, the 90s cups that Dixie like. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. Yeah. That that's weird. Keelan 
purplish kind of weird design. Yeah, he wears yeah. that as we a just onesie. just totally ran over Endo's story. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's completely fine. I care about more broccoli than what me telling What story was he telling my back? I don't know. No, it was basically how, like, the, the XFL was trying to work with the C- CFL to, like, Oh, keep them alive mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah and then Sorry. like the cfl was like we want more money and the rogues like what <laughs> and then like that just fell apart completely and right now the cfl is like the lowest attendance has ever had in its lifetime and it's like woof, bad oh yeah. man so support women's hockey support <laughs> one. i think where that point was at now <laughs> Although, God, talking about the XFL just made... you guys remember the AAF? The Alliance of American Football that lasted, like, four weeks? Oh, man. Was... And then they folded. And, like, Tom Dundon was, like, the oh, owner of yeah, the league. Oh, yeah, 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 never mind. He had, like, uh, owner the, of the bill, hurricane. like, twice. I, yeah. I, th- I thought you meant the, the old football league that started, I think, like, that Steve Young played what, like in. the Arena Football League? No, 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 the, the one that Steve Young played in before he actually was in the NFL. Um, I can't remember oh, what God, it's called the, now. The WHA of football. Uh, Wait, was it the Wayne Gretzky reference? Was it Um, Trump's league? Oh, you're thinking of um, arena football. Yeah, you're thinking of the USFL. Maybe it was United States Football League. Oh yeah, Yeah. it might have been that. For anyone who hasn't seen it, if you can track it down, there is a thirty for thirty on the United States Football League. One of the best sports documentaries you'll ever watch. I'm going to throw that I out I want to say that was the league that Steve Young signed a ridiculous contract yeah. with, and then they couldn't yeah. pay him. I'm like, that makes sense. That's a very... Oh, he wasn't the only... God, we're going to turn this into a football podcast, and it's going to be great. Oh, who cares? Like, he wasn't the only uh, guy in the USFL. Like, Herschel Walker played in the USFL, too, and oh, Jim yeah. Kelly. Like, that was the big thing. Like, Jim Kelly, before going to the Bills, he's like, I'm going to go to the USFL and make a crap ton of money. And he did. And then he went to the Bills. Yep. And... Unfortunately, didn't win any Super Bowls. Yeah, hey, Bills fans, let me let me address some Bills fans here really quickly. Get the NFL talk in there real quick. Um, here, 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 hold on. Remember, remember in the preseason, Sin, because you're a football fan. Endo doesn't give a shit. Remember in the preseason when it was, oh, the Bills are 1,000% winning this division, hands down. Maybe the Dolphins give them some trouble. That's that's and then, can't do that with the Bills. They're better and as then an underdog. Three weeks ago, Bills fans are shitting bricks. And yes, there are some overzealous Patriots fans who are like, We're winning the Super Bowl. It's like urinating trees meme with the Steelers are going to the Super yeah, Bowl. Steelers. You have Patriots fans like that too. But God, I love it. And now like I get chirped on Sunday because the Bills beat the Patriots, and it's like where was this confidence three weeks ago when you were shitting bricks that you guys, after losing to Jacksonville, just lost the division that you still haven't won? Simmer down, children. Learn how to win. Granted, you haven't done much winning, so yeah, you're still not there yet. It's okay. You will. You will. You gotta. You know. You gotta crawl before you walk in terms of trash talking with winning. The first time I was aware of the Bills' horrible history was in the the intro, the video. Intro of like an old, I think it was like NFL Game Day 2000, where like Tennessee Ooh. did. I think it was the year they went to the Super Bowl. I think I believe they played the Bills. It's I actually don't remember. Anyway, but they did like some crazy trick play and like they just completely blew by the Bills and the Bills coach like throws his headset down. Like that was the Bills moment in this uh, intro to a football game was uh, losing in some kind of big game and the coach raging. Even the Devs <laughs> you know are clowning. To, to continue, That's fucking hilarious. 
to continue talking about football and anything else other than the double IHF's incompetence. If you can't tell how much we yeah. don't want to talk about this. Uh, so today, actually heading heading back to my parents, I, I stopped in a lovely town in Maine known as Topsum. Spelled Top Sham, which we affectionately call Topsham. And uh, there's a mom and pop's game store there Ooh. called Game Box. If you guys are ever in Maine, specifically the Portland area, do yourself a favor. Drive about 20 minutes out of town up north on the 295. Go to Topsham. Go to Game Box. Lovely mom and pop store. I uh, dropped about 70 bucks today, including a purchase of Madden NFL 04. Mike Vick on the cover for four ninety nine. Oh four wow. was a good one, but oh six a legendary one where Vick was broken. That's true. He was pretty good in oh six. Oh six is the one I have, and that's I think was the first year they had the career mode. And oh my god, I played the shit mm. out of that. It's also where they had the. Do you remember the quarterback passing cone, like the cone of vision? Oh, yes. Where yeah. you had to line that up with who you were passing to to have it be more accurate. Mm-hmm. That was, or you could use that to face somewhere else and fool people and throw the opposite yes. way. Yes. yes. That was I almost way have, too difficult. I didn't use yes, that at all. <laughs> I almost have a complete Madden collection now, too. I already have the complete NHL collection, so I'm trying Damn. to get the complete Madden collection. I also bought MLB Slugfest, the baseball game where you can run around, and if it's a close call at second and they call you out, you can punch the umpire in the fucking face. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It's like, what was that? What was that time where video games were just like, yeah, you know, sports. What if it was wrestling? Man, oh. what the fuck? I love. That's why it's I love Blitz. It just filled my mm-hmm. young child, freaking too much energy with so much joy to leg mm-hmm. drop fools after like you tackle <laughs> exactly. them. And, like, <laughs> like, it was so, just so much yeah. fun. Big shout out to a somewhat local game store. I uh, I'll have to put up the full the full picture of what my haul on uh, like Twitter and Instagram. So at Tukey twenty four, by the way. Let's talk about the World Juniors. Aww. You want to hear about my dinner from to? last week? I can tell you about my dinner from last week. You want to do that? No. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll talk about. We've stalled long enough. Okay. First and foremost, let's talk about the positive from the few games that were played. I want to talk about Team Canada, first and foremost. Owen Power with a hat trick. Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard's the future. Oh, my God. Making a statement. Connor Bedard. In case anyone wasn't sold on whether or not he was going to be legit, he's going to be legit. Yeah. So if if you're someone who's not a big fan of, you know, oh, this draft class, this person's freaking, you know, God, failing for right or whatever the hell it is this year. I can't even think of what it is. Fail for nail in 2012. Uh, yeah, don't worry. You're going to see all those cringy taglines for Connor Bedard next year, just like you're seeing him this year for Shane Wright. It's going to happen. He's mm-hmm. unreal. And again, like Owen Power for the Sabres. <sighs> Buffalo, don't screw it up. Yeah. Like, seriously, Buffalo has Rasmus Dahlin, Owen Power, Ryan Johnson. If the Sabres do not win a Stanley Cup in this decade, they blew it. Period. They blew it. Like, they have the tools in place. They Already, they do. They just have to keep adding to it. Yeah, and I, they're going to be a much more balanced team, I think, uh, with, with some of that kind of stuff. And hopefully they... It's kind of weird how that happens sometimes. You look at, like, for what like for some reason, those teams who get those, like, generational... Or not... All right, Sorry. Those really good talents. I'm not not trying to call Jack Eichel generational, but he's a franchise centerman. Like, 
It's like, why do oh, yeah, he's a legit number one center? Yeah. Like what? Why? It's, it's odd that sometimes it takes teams so long or to figure it out. And sometimes they never do with that player. It's just bizarre. What happened to Eichel and how McDavid has to literally be the best player in the world. And they've somehow found Leon Dreisaitl, who just so happens to be ridiculously good too. And it's like two players carrying that team. What if, what if it was just McDavid? I don't think there's sniff the playoffs, man. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of odd, but then when, when I look at Buffalo's kind of system now and some of the guys I got, I kind of like, I'm also, I'm, I'm almost liking their chances more. Cause I'm like, okay, you don't have Eichel anymore. You don't have the name. So you're going to need a lot of other names to kind of build that roster. And I think if they do that, they have a, perhaps a better chance. I don't know who knows it's Buffalo. <laughs> They'll find some way to screw it up. I'm sure. But another thing I wanted to bring up, as you said, let's, let's, um, let's not put, crazy expectations on children who are playing in an international tournament with, you know, just with, children. <laughs> as the international <laughs> tournament as your, like, scope of scouting, because yeah. I see that a lot and people are like, fucking, for, you know, for goals. Well, I mean, that's like, the problem with yeah. scouting, right, is you, you just don't know. Like, all you can do at that stage mm-hmm. is compare someone to someone else of their age group. I mean, it's a little bit different when, you know, you have Shane Wright or Connor Bedard at 15, 16 years old, yeah. and there are people in the tournament that's who are 20. True. Yeah, so that's... That does give a good scale, but at the same time, it's, what, five Remember games Justin Pogey. <laughs> Please remember Justin Pogey. <laughs> All right, here we here we go. Let's, let's have let's have a fun little segment. If this is easy enough to find, and indeed it is, of MVPs, World Junior MVP. Oh, I'm not <laughs> so going to know any of these. I don't. I don't watch well, that. I want to see if there are fun names. Or so the MVP in the awards, uh, I mean. 2021 was Trevor Zegers yeah, uh, for Team sense. USA. He had. He had 18 points, which is crazy. Year before that, Alexi Lafreniere. That matches up to name value. I mean, we've talked about his struggles this year with the Rangers. Uh, the MVP of the 2019 World Juniors for Team uh, for Team USA, who finished runner-up to Finland, of the Montreal Canadiens. Oh. Ryan Paling was MVP. Oh, yeah. And that yeah, that's that, that's yeah it makes sense. Everyone's like he's a one C's a fucking one C son. Twenty eighteen for Team USA MVP Casey Middlestat. Not bad, but not oh my god yeah. I can't believe this. Twenty seventeen was Thomas Shabbat for Team Canada. I mean he's he's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean he's not appreciated for how good he is because he's on the Sens. It was Puli Arvi in twenty sixteen for Finland. And. <laughs> When he's not next to McDavid or Dreisaitl, solid but I don't not know about board, that. Yeah, solid but borderline, yeah. And then the MVP of the 2015 tournament, goaltender for Slovakia, Denis Godla. Oh yeah, Godla. <laughs> he's a yeah. the meme remember, from the yeah. NHL games. I mean, I remember Godla? That guy went undrafted. He's never come over to North America. Uh, apparently had a uh, 909 save percentage in 2019-20 in the Czech League. So Goalies are weird. Like, yeah. that's... Like, you, you just don't know. I, I agree with Sin's point. You just don't know. I mean, for every Dennis Godlow, that's a John Gibson. Uh, for every... I mean, God, Braden Shen won World Junior MVP in 2011. I'm looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> so. that, that, like, that's the thing, almost. Like, every year, like... 
oh. those guys come in. Like everyone who's on an NHL team was the best mm-hmm. player on their roster at some point in their life, probably for a good amount of time. So it's like that scale, even an international play to an extent, like when you have those brackets like that, like age brackets, like it's it's still a bit hard to judge until you get them all kind of consolidated into the NHL. But yeah, that said, Patrice, Patrice Bergeron won it in 2005. So tournament MVP is the most legit stat that's out there. Yeah. Um, although I will mention uh, back to back years, 2007, 2008 MVPs, Carey Price and Steve Mason. Can you not get to the, the opposite ends of the spectrum that fast? Yeah. Um, for Canada as well, I mean, it's certainly worth pointing him out. I mean, he finishes this incomplete tournament, which, again, is the elephant in the room, but we'll get to it. Uh, Cole Perfetti had six points in two games. Mason McTavish had five, and you're talking about two guys there uh, that might not get a chance next year. Uh, I think they're, I mean, certainly, I think Perfetti's 19, McTavish is 18. Both those guys could make their NHL clubs next year. Yeah. And that's certainly a negative aspect to this uh for the Finns, uh only two games played but like brad lambert helenius and koivinen all look good all finished top 10 in scoring and then we get to and i also want to shout out david uh Yerosek, i believe it is of the checks um he was he's he's going to be a stud first rounder this year i feel like the russians were the other super interesting team off of the limited sample size that we saw because yaroslav askarov struggled again um he had, God, let's see, in Russia for the World Juniors in 2020 and 877 in five appearances. Uh, 2021 World Juniors, so last year he had a 914, and this year it wasn't also a great start. So to Sin's point, it's not the end-all, be-all, and I think that goes both ways. Like Just because Askarov struggles at 19 years old in the World Juniors doesn't necessarily mean that he won't end up being a fantastic goalie down the road for Nashville. Yeah. So, and then also for the Russians, uh, Matt Vamichkov is unbelievable. Like, Sin, we talked early on about uh, Mr. Eklund's ability to avoid hits. Matt Vamichkov had, like, probably for me the highlight of this. And I think anyone that saw the play will know he made this really slick move towards his own blue line to avoid a check and just completely dangle out a defender. Like, he is going to be absolutely unreal he's so the despite one despite the fact where's he again la is that is that the one that they are undrafted undrafted he's uh in the next yeah he's in next year's draft with bedard i think oh 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 I'm yeah sick. or is no he's in the shane wright draft he's, he's in this year's draft right who we remember dude yeah, yeah he's in this years year's old. draft that's right he is okay oh, so okay. he is with, mind, the, he's with bedard in the 2023 i was who was i like, thinking of that week. like is on la who is a russian news like pretty good I uh kaliev yeah kaliev is our thing was it shit? although isn't he I american, with an a, american uh, russian M? oh whatever dude i don't know yeah god but knowing, <laughs> knowing how the to russian... be completely honest i have been wa- watching yeah. and paying less and less attention to hockey uh, as things have yeah, just I mean, it's, the it's been tough not to. Yeah. yeah, it's been tough not to. Fair enough. I watched Eklund, thing... some Canada, and that was kind of my World Juniors experience. Yeah, there like uh, the one thing about uh, about uh, Michkov is that he's got a four year. It's got like a four year contract with like over in the KHL. So you're you're yeah. grabbing him now to like get him like four years down the lane, which is gonna be insane. Well, it's gonna be, be years, like right? twenty. Because he's he's four years right now, so when he's draft eligible, it'll only be two more years. 
Yeah, I believe it's something like that. It's like six years. I'm gonna look at the contract right now and see. I'm I'm already I'm way ahead. If he if he signed a six year contract, sixteen, that should be fucking illegal. (laughs) He is under contract to his uh, KHL club until twenty five twenty six. Now he can come over before that, and I presume he will. Um, but yeah, he, they indeed signed. How much does he make? I just want to know what he's making at fucking 16. I don't know if KHL, I don't know if KHL numbers are uh, disclosed. (laughs) They are not disclosed. Uh, and one thing too about that situation. Everyone's getting getting paid under the table. (laughs) Basically. Um, I've heard stories about like how guys just could handle like a wad of cash at the beginning of the season. Be like, yeah, here's your salary. Go, whatever. Okay, cool. I, I I guess. Uh, but the one thing that's interesting about, um, uh, the KHL is right now they have this thing. Well, if you noticed at the World Juniors, they had a all domestic trained roster. There was not a single person on that roster who was training overseas at all. It was all KHL, VHL, MHL like players. They they maybe signed the contracts like or drafted in the NHL, but all the developments over in internally in, in Russia. I talked to Polina about this. She read more into it. So we talked about on the podcast too. What's happening with their development is that if you go and leave and train somewhere else, you are basically having to pay out any sort of fees from your school or hockey school. And it's, it's clearly not benefiting them because of how their performance has been at the world juniors. And it's a mess being basically having to stay over here in Russia and not being able to move over to go get better training or in Europe, somewhere else. Well, in that Europe. was something that we talked about on the show. I don't remember when, but like that was the word earlier in the year that the Russians were going to kind of continue to make that their way of doing things. Yes. Yeah. Th- Even more than they already were. Yeah, and I think it's and Polina was had a comment about that because one of the guys who's on the federation in Russia defected to North America to train and play in the NHL. Can't remember who the fuck it was. Um, like and like, I it, it think it's hilarious because the guys who are basically now going, yeah, no, you're staying here, you're training here, whatsoever, were the same ones who benefited from defecting and playing over North America. And developing and becoming better hockey hockey players. And hmm. she had a big laugh, but obviously when she gets on the podcast, she'll talk about it more in, in detail. But it, it's I think it's I think it's it's laughable in a way. So now we get to the point where shit hit the fan. Right? Like we get to this. It really kind of kicked off with Tuesday's announcement that Team USA had positive tests and or tests and that they would miss their game. And as a result, it is a one to nothing forfeit. One positive test is enough to force the entire team to forfeit. In a situation where they don't have a bubble in a situation that has since been described as, and this is from Corey Pronman on Twitter, um, described by a staff member on a European team that happened to be in the same hotel as the USA squad in Red Deer, 
um, calls the current, uh, current COVID protocols and lack of isolation from the community ridiculous. It is a joke, and it will be the title of this episode, to say that around the internet, the, the entire meme has been essentially that a large wedding in Red Deer has ruined the world juniors, in that there was no separation from the average pedestrian to these players, yet you still had rules as strict as one failed test means you are forfeiting a game. How this was ever viewed as a good idea or something that was going to work, I have no idea. You have Alan Walsh on, on Twitter as well saying, one of the key issues, the World Junior uh, bubble was full of holes. The player hotels are filled with guests, full lobbies, corridors, and common areas. Players have been social distancing and wearing masks and barely leave their rooms, but the hotels are full. You cannot have your cake and eat it too. If you are going to go through with this, you need to have incredibly strict rules. You have to. Yeah. Or Just say, you say that it. a failed test. <laughs> right. Like, okay. So it's either you, it's one of two things. It is either you're going to be as strict as having a bubble, airtight, or fuck it. Yeah. No, half measures and they didn't don't do either. work. Like, and it just destroyed. Like, and, and th th this for me circles back to the whole thing of it. Like, Oh, we can't, you know, we can't cancel the women's one because it's too, too dangerous. And then it's more, you know, more monetary, makes more monetary sense to do them, to do the dudes. But then they just shut it down immediately. They probably like this. Obviously, they're losing money, at least potential money. And maybe more like, I don't. Yeah, it's it's just so weird. I, I, it was so, so poorly handled, so poorly handled and so poorly set up. I just it. I don't get it. Like again, and I'm like, we're two years into this. How have we not figured this shit out? Either do it or don't. Like, I don't know. It's 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 weird, dude. It's I I don't get it. Yeah, and I mean, like the bottom line is, it all kind of leads back into the same nonsense conversation then of people being like oh well these guys are asymptomatic so what does it matter but then of course people pretend that asymptomatic means that you can't transmit the virus and then it affects someone who can actually be affected and that leads to every comments on twitter and reddit in relation to this discussion being it's the same shit we've seen for two years it's just a flu it's a cold and i will say i do love those comments because anyone who says it's just a flu has never had the flu uh, you've most likely just had the sniffles and called it a flu to get out of work. Um, that aside, man, like, I'm not saying it's the smart thing to do because I don't think it is and whatever. There might be someone that listens to this or watches this. Oh, you're scared. Stay home. All that same shit that we heard uh, for the past two years. But if you're going to put on this tournament, without proper protocols and guidelines in regards to what happens and making sure that teams don't forfeit for one positive test, then, and you're just going with that effort approach of we're just going for this, then go for it. Like, if you're going to take that approach of just headstrong through this to hell with the consequences, you got to fully commit to that. And they didn't. They acted like they were going to. 
And then a couple of tests, and oh, sorry, this team has to forfeit. Like, again, I am struggling to find the right words for it because admittedly we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants on, on this particular podcast to make it work within our time frames. But my general response to this is just that. Like, you, what a gigantic waste of time and money and crushing the dreams of every athlete that was going to take part and was taking part in this tournament. And for what? Like I said, they tried to have their cake and eat it too. You don't have a bubble, so you're saying you're going with this approach, and then you back out at the first opportunity. Yep. Horrifically managed and completely ill-prepared. The double IHF looks absolutely horrific, as if they didn't look bad enough for how they handled the women's tournament. Yep. It's it's one of those things that I think we could talk about all day, but we'd kind of be repeating you know the same points yeah. over and over. It's just I just have the massive most massive fatigue from all this crap. And it's just like, mm-hmm. you, like, yeah, who doesn't figure it the fuck out? Yeah, because <laughs> I'm I'm done. I do what I need to do, and I'm I'm fucking done worrying about everyone else. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the approach, right? Yeah. It's, I mean that's that's where everyone's at. They're going to do what you're going to do at this point. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. My only thing don't about... act like you're over it if you've never fucking done anything's necessary. <laughs> like, some people were over it from day fucking one. You didn't do a thing, and then you're still, mm. we're still in it. Yeah, you didn't put the effort in. Like, let, let, let me complain who's been mm-hmm. actually doing the shit for two years. Yeah. Right? I mean, God, it's, <clears throat> it's kind of, I think that's a lot of my frustration. We don't have to dive deeper into this conversation but that's been a lot of my frustration it's like look man i you know like yeah you have family members that can certainly be affected and if you don't take the prop like for me i know i would feel guilty yeah here's my here's my thing i have grandparents i would feel guilty about people being like oh COVID's just the flu i feel guilty about giving my grandparents the flu let alone a cold (laughs) <laughs> maybe I'm just an empathetic pussy I don't know but it's again I completely understand the fatigue around it I'm not upset about this whole cancellation for the fact that oh my entertainment's gone and I feel like people who have that standpoint I have need to find a goddamn hobby read a book uh, maybe read maybe read a book um, it's just it's, it's more so frustration of like they completely mismanaged this from the start and who's affected by it the most it's these guys age 16 to 20 uh and you talk about the guys you know 18 19 years old uh especially the 20 year olds like you're talking about some of these guys they just missed their last chance and it's not so much because of the pandemic at this point it's because the double ihf just just went for it without a plan and they blew it so the last thing i wanted to mention in relation to this um is that at least the USA Hockey is off the hook. Because before the cancellation of their game, what was the main topic of discussion for USA Hockey? Oh, God. It was that Van Beesbrook. I almost forgot. I was like, what? What did they mm-hmm. do? Did they have a bad game? No, it's Van Beesbrook. Uh-huh. Oh, don't worry. This is, this is a two-parter in terms of people getting <laughs> off the hook here. Oh, yeah. They can't, yeah. The main talking point was John Van Beesbrook being named the GM of the U.S. men's Olympic team. And a quote coming up 
from, in fairness, 2003. An incident involving Trevor Daly and John Van Beesbrook calling him the N-word. Point blank. Van Beesbrook never apologized to the point where in an athletic article 15 years later in 2018, uh, the quote is, uh, from Van Beesbrook speaking about Trevor Daly, he needs to apologize to me for me calling him a racial slur. <laughs> like, that's essentially it. Like, this was it. Quote, why Van Beesbrook has made no attempts to reach out to Daly over the years. Um, after all, Daly's not particularly hard to find. Van Beesbrook responded, but neither am I. I'm not that hard to find. So yeah, if Trevor Daly wants his apology for me calling him a racial slur, he has to come to me first. That is the man who was put in charge of the U.S. Olympic team, and that gets pushed into the background because of the IIHF uh, World Junior cancellation. So uh, congrats to John Van Beesbrook. What a winner. Good Real winner man. in this situation. Well, apparently he is because he's, he's still getting jobs. I, I, can't, I can't remember, you know. I, I wish, you know, I, I'm, I'm always getting told when cancel culture and stuff prevents you from getting anything done and, you know, sexual assault oh, allegations yeah. prevent mm -hmm. you, know, ruin your career, but I... Hmm. It's not seeming to have much of an effect on these assholes now, is it? Exactly. That was exactly my point. Yep. What punishment has John Van Beesbrook faced with, these, with us trying to cancel him? I said the same thing on Twitter. Like, it's not him being canceled. It's people being reminded of this ridiculous thing. And again, no punishment for it. Endo, you have a hell of a look on your face. Um, yeah, yeah. for audio listeners, um, I'm just sitting here with a smirk on my face because of the whole situation. You know, uh, I don't think I have to say much, um, you know, about that. That's wrong. What the fuck? I'm, I, okay, I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you something, but if you want to apologize, you got to reach out to me. Motherfucker, what, look at the, the, the lie in the witch, the, the audacity of this bitch. Like, <laughs> like, dude. Like, what? Like, th there is no excuse in this day and age of social media oh, and easily being accessible. Like, like he said in this quote, there's no excuse you not to reach out to someone over a 15 year span and give a 30 second response, even if you don't fucking mean it. Just to say, hey man, I'm sorry I called you the N word. It was it was something that came up in my head. I apologize. And to say that, oh Trevor Daly is, I'm pretty sure Trevor Daly doesn't give a fuck. I'm honestly, I at least if someone brings up, he's like, yeah, you called me that. I don't care right now because I'm over it. Whatever. But it's it still shouldn't be that. That, sh that situation should have never happened in the first place. But the him to sit on this fucking high horse and say, oh, yeah, you want an apology? You got to come to me. Like, I'm the kingpin. I'm this. No. It almost sounded like he expected an apology for like. Why? Yeah. Like, it, right. was, it was very weird the way it was worded. And, mm -hmm. and like, and his excuse for it, too. He's just like, yes, yeah, you know, I meant to call him Trevor, but that just slipped out. <laughs> Man, if it ain't in your vocabulary, it doesn't just slip out. It just Straight so up. happened to slip out in, in the direction yeah. of the of a black player, though. Yeah. Oh, and, what up, my Trevor? You know, like, clearly, clearly, you say that word. If you, if it comes up offhandedly, I've never said Yo. something, like, that I don't normally say. You know? Like, I, or that isn't in my vocabulary. At least to an extent where I, you know, that doesn't happen. Like, you don't just, like... <laughs> All of a sudden, I've never like uttered a, any kind of like 
religious slur against against Jews or anything like that. Like offhandedly, I'm like, oh, I meant to call you, you know, this, and I accidentally called you this, and I, I, that doesn't happen. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it that that's not a thing. That's not how the brain works, and I would <sighs> I would re- refer you to scientists. But if you're on Van Beesbrook's side, you know we all know you don't fucking listen to scientists. So, oh my god, <laughs> I can just imagine a scenario I'm making light of this. He's like, "Yo, JV, what's up? Yo, what's up, my Trevor? Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus, hey yo, hey yo, Jesus, <laughs> oh man." Racism on is top funny. of fucking hell. Oh god. I mean, you know, I, I suppose we're all just really woke around here. You know, just outraged that a an old white man too woke to poke like an old white <laughs> man. bring back the dead Kennedys. <laughs> <laughs> so USA Hockey is not the only one off the hook here because mmm uh, the OHL, which by the way that incident. Uh, with Van Beesbrook took place when uh, Van Beesbrook was at the helm of the Sioux Greyhounds. Um, boy, someone compiled a nice little list of some of the things that have uh, happened in the OHL, um, by the way, uh, including, uh, I, I do believe, now I don't, I, I'm not going to name names, but, you know, notable NHLers, you know, during their time in the OHL, you know, Wearing blackface to a Halloween party. I'll use Tony D'Angelo's name because we know he was... uh, Well, okay, so this article states, and again, I can't 100% confirm these first two, but uh, he he mentions Patrick Kane and Rafi Torres wearing blackface to a Halloween party when they were in the OHL. Yeah. It mentions Tony D'Angelo using racial slurs in the locker room and and on the ice and being suspended in the OHL, which we know for a fact that happened. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Uh, mentions that uh, Wayne Simmons had a banana thrown at him during a game when he was in the OHL. Yep. Uh, mentions Chris Barch being ejected from a game for using a racial slur towards PK Subban. Look, man, when we, we need to stop they were in the, the OHL. OHL here by holding them accountable for things that they've done. The no. offensive <laughs> hockey league. That's what I'm calling it now. The offensive hockey league. And on top of that. Did you guys catch the announcement from the OHL today? What was that? Oh. No, the World Juniors are canceled. Hmm. Yeah, that's I'm the only thing that finish, happened today, the, right? Yeah, the World Juniors are canceled, Turkey. Yeah. Dump it. Dump, whatever Whatever you have to say, that could that can go in the background, I'm sure. Oh, God. Yeah. That was the most cowardly fucking thing that they could have done. And I'm so glad that they didn't quite get away with it. Hockey Twitter, their Twitter in general. So SportsCenter picked this receipts. up as well, like their official account. At 3.30 p.m. on Wednesday, the OHL released a statement announcing the reinstatement of London Knights defenseman Montreal Canadiens first-round pick Logan Mayhew. After missing 26 games, 26 games, and he will officially be back on the ice as of January 1st. He'll be allowed to play. It's nothing. Boy, I'm I'm sure it's just a massive coincidence that this is when it was announced. I'm sure. Positive of it. We all knew this was going to be the case. Yep. This is why people raised a fuss about this the day of and in the days after. Because we knew this was coming. And it was essentially our, our plea. Please don't do what we know you're going to do. For once, 
for once do something right. No. Now again, I will say the same thing I said when Logan Mayu was drafted. Whether or not you believe he deserved that, whether or not you believe he deserved that opportunity at atonement, whether or not you believe he was actually sorry, any chance he had of winning over public favor was gone the second the Habs drafted him and said, no, it's okay, we're going to work with him. Essentially saying, we'll fix him, he's good at hockey, fuck it. Uh, and then, again, we knew what was going to come. We knew the OHL was going to reinstate him. You couldn't even have him sit out a season? Couldn't even have him sit out a season. He misses half the year. If that, 26 games... And what's going to happen from here? His career is just going to continue on. Yep. As uh, back on track, as expected, as everybody involved in the situation wanted. It's crazy. He won't have to go to years of therapy to heal any trauma either. And it's like, <clears throat> I, I, I don't get it. Like, every, and, when, and, when it, and I, I think I brought this up before, but I'm going to reiterate because this is so important. Whenever something like this happens, everyone is always jumping for the guy. It's like, should his life be ruined because of dude, what about her? You know how horrible like her life has been since then. I can guarantee mm-hmm. you it's pretty, it's been pretty awful. And she has just trauma because of it. Like what about her? What about her life? What about what she wanted to do? What about what? Like she's the victim. Why are you, what, what you know, why are you immediately like vouching for the sex criminal? Because he's good at hockey? That's exactly That kid what. at Stanford yeah. was a good fucking swimmer. He still raped a girl behind a dumpster and only did three mm-hmm. months. Tell me there's not something wrong with society. And then tell me there's not something wrong with hockey culture as an extension of that. And I'll, I'll say you're lying to my face. It's, yeah. The London Knights still have games to be played. Quite a few, actually. Their final regular season game is currently scheduled for April 1st. He missed less than half the season. And the OHL, the London Knights, just try to sneak this in. In the news dump. That was, that was, I don't you know whose die. idea that there was, is, but ugh. Oh, you, well, you know it was intentional. Yes. Like, I'm sorry, even if it was scheduled for today, you stop. You do it next week. It's a big story. It should be, at least. I mean, granted, their next game is scheduled for this Saturday, January 1st. Have him miss that game. Fucking delay the announcement until Monday. You know you're going to get bad heat anyway. They did this intentionally, Mm -hmm. and it's gross. Yeah. But we all knew it was coming, and nothing's going to (laughs) change. Like, that's it. And that sums up this entire show in terms of talking about what's going on with hockey. We've talked about the NHL's incompetence when it's come to handling the pandemic outside of the bubble. Not entirely because they're not allowing asymptomatic players to play, because again, they can still transmit shit. Um, But, you know, we talk about the NHL maybe not handling things properly. We talk about the IIHF completely botching the women's tournament, completely botching the men's tournament, just the whole thing. And now you talk about the OHL and the London Knights blowing it. The Montreal Canadiens still blew it this past summer. It's, uh, we picked. <laughs> yeah. I, I, need, I picked I need a hell a of a year. 
<laughs> I picked a hell of a year to finally say, you know what? I do want to start a hockey podcast. Yeah. I picked a hell of a year. Gonna have to <sighs> branch out a bit like I'm finally branching out my YouTube channel. Let's <laughs> Oh my god! I don't know if uh, I don't know if you. Like, can so do I it. had a video. I had a video scheduled, right? I was gonna do one of the like, oh, let's talk about like some of the best world junior performances of all time and stuff like that. Might just put that on the back burner <laughs> until next year. Now, yeah, you know. I MVP mean, MVP Omicron. <laughs> god. <laughs> oh my god! Boys, to end this show, I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, I don't know. Let's talk about next year. Let's talk about the future, right? Because we'll still be here. We'll still we'll still talk about hockey all the time. But I don't know. Something you're looking forward to in the next year it can be content created. You know, content creation related. What you're planning on doing. Some of the goals, things you want to get done. It can be whatever you're comfortable with sharing. Let's end this show on a bit of a positive note, and then hopefully, God, universe, whoever yeah. willing. We can get back to just talking about the games, but unfortunately, uh, we continue pretty much all year long <laughs> to be in that constant struggle of having our positivity just get squashed right back down. Yeah. <laughs> and it's awful. So let's see if we can hopefully put 2021 behind us. It has been a good year for me in a lot of ways. Sin, 2022. What's it looking like for you? I am, I am, I'm, I'm spreading my goddamn nerdy wings. I, <laughs> um, I, I, I'm branching out on my channel, content creation-wise. But more importantly, I'm really just feeding the things that give me happiness. Like for, like you kind of get stuck in routines a lot. NHL became a routine mm. because of, at, at, at a certain point, it switched from. Civilization Five being the majority of my views to NHL, and I started pushing that because at the time it was fun, having less fun with it. But I feel pigeonholed into that, and at this point, I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not allowing that to dictate what I do anymore because I want to be happy. Most people out there want to be happy, so I'm delving back into fantasy settings. I'm creating incredibly immersive narrative intros to a game. These videos are getting maybe 100, 200 views per instead of my thousand to two thousand per. I don't care because it's bringing me joy. I'm I've if anyone out there has ever played tabletop Warhammer, I spent three days straight making a custom rule set for a new variation campaign game mode within that rule set. I am joining uh, in this coming year a Viking reenactment team in California <laughs> where we kind of like LARPing, except it's also educational. And is and this going to be filmed? Uh, probably not. I might film some Damn. tabletop Filmers. Warhammer stuff. Here's the thing. I I am I am a gigantic fucking nerd and I love fantasy settings and I love I, I've discovered that I, I lo this is my thing. Like that that's kinda like my thing. And Fair enough. That's and, and so I'm I'm diving into it and that's how I'm, I'm gonna find more of my tribe because it's been hard the last two years, especially moving to a new place, trying to make new friends. I have two mm. friends who live here that I've known for mm. a long time. I have not made a single new friend that wasn't like directly through my girlfriend or something like that. And yep. yeah, I hear brutal, that. you know, so that's yep. my, my goal. Is to we find we my both tribe. moved yeah. around the same time. Like I essentially moved away 
uh, to where I am now, that area, still in the state of Maine, of course, but like October of 2020? Oh, I moved. Essentially? Oh, oh, yeah, I moved much before that, though. Fair. But like that that same idea of like not having much time in a before all the bullshit world to get those. And now now that those relationships weren't installed before then, how the hell? Yeah, no, actually, I think. think, Yeah, because I well, I moved to to this area. First, I I went to like one area with my I lived with my sister for a while before we were figuring all our crap out and like near Mm. my family. So I lived there for a year. Then I got my own place. Yeah, it was just a year pretty much separating me and you moving. So yeah, that's not that much mm. time at all. Yeah. And, uh, 2022, I know you have a lot of plants. I know you do. Like you are a very, uh, we are so much alike. It's ridiculous in so many ways, but it's like, you are like me in that you get an idea and you're just going to go for it and you might not stick with it, but you're like, I need, I need to see what the hell this is going to be. And if I, Start this project. Do I want to finish it? That type of thing. IKEA streams apparently. 20, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me eating Swedish meatballs. That's, that's the best. Endo builds furniture. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So oh, can you can you make a, a logo that says Endo in the shape of the IKEA logo? I, I will. Will you get copywritten for that? I will do that. I'll just fuck it. I'll do that after the stream. Um. So, uh, like the two you said, we're we'll very like in, in terms of in terms of. <laughs> In terms of making content, um, I, I've I've been I, I, it's weird for me to say because I'm like the in the terms of content creation I'm the youngest and I'm also the youngest of this group as well. Hmm. Uh, I've been doing a lot of surveying with content that I do watch, and I'm gonna be very frank and honest with you. I love being a part of the NHL community, but there are very few people in the NHL community that I watch. I watch you, Sin, and I watch Tuki. Hell, I I watch Tuki's content like basically when I was like, a lot younger. Being like, oh shit, this guy makes franchise interesting. So like the fact that I get to work with him like basically almost every day, it's like, oh shit, this is pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. Um, in terms of my content, I want to, yeah, in terms of my content, I want to make in the future, it, it's gonna be more so generated around content revolving around my Twitch chat, around stuff that yeah. I want to do more interactivity. I don't want to just like hit a button and then sit there and then just go like this. Like and just sit in front of have my forehead on the screen and just yeah. play games all day. I hate yes. the I hate the concept of doing that. Yeah, I, I, you, have, you have to have thumbs to do that, and I don't yeah. have that. I have to have a personality. You can only show the forehead if you have the thumbs to back it up. Exactly. Yep. And like, I, that's not me. I'm I'm an entertaining guy. I I everything that I say is basically off the cuff of like the the top of my head, as you've probably noticed with this podcast. <laughs> and <laughs> you probably noticed on stream. Yeah, on stream too. I just say the ridiculous uh. things. Like an idea that yeah. I had was making fun of, um, but, but back we did the charity stream and we made fun of a uh, hut, uh, <laughs> in front of like guys opening up hut packs. So moral of the story is, um, during the, during the, uh, the charity stream, I pop up, Tuki puts my thing on the webcam. I go over top and I have no idea what pack I'm opening up. We get to the last card and I pop off. It's like a, like a, like a silver, like 68 or whatever. <laughs> and like stuff like that is like one of the, I just want to make shit to make people laugh. And that that's my goal for this for this year coming up. Do that. Hmm. Um, obviously, be more on the editing side and do the work that not a lot of people want to do because that's where the money is, realistically. Yeah. For me, it's it's tough, right? Because I think everyone knows, like when Sin first joined the show, we were talking a little bit more consistently about like how much we play ESHL together as a group, and obviously you can. You've heard the decline 
of that. Like, it's so tough when the NHL series is like your primary game if you don't enjoy the gameplay. And if Be a Pro lets you down a little (laughs) bit. And then, sorry to bring that up. And then you have franchise mode. And, like, man, I've been doing franchise mode stuff for five or six years now. It can be very tough. Very, very tough to find ideas that can be done multiple times that keeps things different enough that you can continually do it. And, you know, I mean, people have seen on the channel, like, I do obviously play other games. That's why we have the second channel out there. And obviously, again, I'm trying to get back into that after roster you know, editing and sharing took up so much of my time. But it's so tough to be able to do that. Like, I'm still going to have a hut series at some point. Um, thank God I don't have close neighbors. I'll try to play when the girlfriend's at work. Uh, so I'll only scare the pets. Uh, <laughs> just because it's going to be it's gonna be a nightmare. I'm essentially waiting until I pack Rumble, and then I can have Rumble be on that main team throughout the entirety of it, at least, as my captain. Um... Yeah, dude, it's just, it's so it's so tough. Um, like heading into the new year, I definitely like the big project this year was like, okay, can I start a podcast? Can I keep up with it? Can I get it sponsored? It's been sponsored almost the entire time, and again, a gigantic thank you to Manscaped for that for sticking with this show. Um, you know, I think people can tell I, I keep wanting to allude between the two different eras of this podcast, but at the end of the day, there's never really going to be an answer that's going to um, make people happy as to what happened, and it's just, it's better to just let it be. But regardless, the podcast has continued on. And look, I might not be anywhere near the biggest podcast in the world. I don't care. It gives me an excuse to sit down here with my friends and talk hockey, and it's great. I love doing it, so it's awesome. The project next year might very well just be doing more kind of real-world hockey content type of stuff. And there are a lot of channels out there like that, but it's, can I put enough of a spin on that to make it interesting? And the funny thing is, it doesn't even have to be the most complicated stuff. Like, you look at the hockey guy and the videos he puts together, he just sits there with a freaking whiteboard and markers. But it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Because he has the knowledge and he has his personality. So it's, it literally is a matter of like constantly trying to find that idea where it's like, okay, you don't need to have the, the best production in the world, but if you can present what you're trying to present in the best way that you can, people may find it interesting. So I still love doing videos like, you know, covering uh, the GM trade histories and stuff like that. Like those have been some of my favorite videos to make. And, to Sin's point, you know, sometimes, you know, you're going to make stuff and maybe put more work into it and get less views out of it. But, you know, if you're having enough fun with it, you say, screw it, and who cares? Yeah. So I'm in, I'm intrigued to see what happens this upcoming year. I mean, Twitch is still Twitch is still great. And, I mean, again, like, obviously, we're just coming off of a stream where we raised $10,000 for charity, which is awesome. And we're not done in terms of charity stream stuff either. Like there's, there's going to be more and there'll be a, a bigger announcement out soon. Hopefully maybe even by the time this podcast is out. Um, but it, it's like, for me, like Twitch is still good. Like I don't have to be the biggest streamer in the world, but it's, it's awesome knowing that like, Oh, I can go play Madden. I can play NBA. I can play MLB and I'm still going to have my spot. A lot of people don't have their spot. In fact, I have a spot no matter what I do. It's pretty damn nice. Yeah. YouTube wise, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, we've we've been hovering around the same sub count for a, a while now, and hey, we're 
we're motivated. We're going to see what's up moving forward. It's it's very, very tough to grow long term only doing NHL franchise yes. stuff. Yeah, that's what I've, like, I've, I've completely hit a wall around like 15K and I've just been hovering around there. for Yeah. Like, dude, like Nasher is a great dude. Would Nasher be where he is right now had he not continued to branch out and further explore real world hockey content? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if he knows the answer to that. But and this is where I give Andrew all the credit in the world, he was smart enough to be like, Well, I have like I I like the game, I'm passionate about the game, but he you could tell how passionate he is about the real world hockey stuff. Mm-hmm. And that translates to great and successful videos yeah. at the end of the day. You know, like people pick up bottom on that. line is like they pick up on your energy with what you're doing. If you're not complete if you're not when you're super passionate about something, man, it's endearing to people. You'll find that audience like eventually mm-hmm. might take a little mm-hmm. longer, but eventually you will find that audience. The only guy who has continually, whether it be through franchise or be a pro found success in keeping up with that is two BC. That's it. And even then, I don't even know how much he uploads anymore, but through the years, the fact that he's still relevant within yeah. the community, right? Yeah. It's also about timing like, too. He was like, the first guy really to to mm-hmm. do it was back in like NHL 13 I think is when he started yeah like uh, 12 again, no too, he like, like he had a previous channel 12, I think it was like yeah. 11 or 12 when he was kicking off yeah yeah I mean that's the thing right for a lot of those guys too it's so tough now to break through God, yeah. unless you're really good at the game yeah like I don't know how many people are breaking through on YouTube or Twitch with be a pro or franchise stuff. My buddy score has a but big chance to. He's he's been getting a lot of hype. He has been great. Yeah. He has been great. I've been watching him. But at the same time, you know what it is though? He's really good at the game. Yeah, he's so fucking and good. And that's stupid. the thing. Yeah. Like if you look, like right now as I'm recording this, I'm looking at the top mm-hmm. of the NHL twenty two directory. Who's at the top? Jesse Blake, Steve Dangle Podcast. Oh damn. And that is because they have one of the biggest hockey podcasts in the world. You know, I I love Jesse. He is a great dude. I've gotten to talk to him a couple of times. At the end of the day, you know, his, his platform is well beyond the regular person starting off making NHL franchise stuff. And then you have someone like Gren or Josh Fearless, and these guys are freaks at the video game. Like, man, it is so tough to break through if you're not a freak at the video game. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the best thing I can think. And, right, I, I think it's... It's worth hearing from people like Endo, who's more on the new side of things, like Sin and I, who have been around for a long time, and the main theme is still there, constantly evolve. Keep trying different things, because you never know what's going to be there, and I think that is the, uh, you know, the, the primary way to sum up the conversation yeah. we just had. Do your very am... best to not pigeonhole yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. I learned the hard way. <laughs> And I think, you know, that that's the thing, though, right? Like, you see with, with Sin and I in particular, right? And I know Endo's trying to get into it, but it's like, okay, for Sin and I, there's the YouTube stuff. There's the Twitch stuff. There's the commentary stuff. There's the podcast. You always try to, you know, have as many nets as you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Try and catch as many fish as you can instead of just being like YouTube. Yeah, like, on the one hand, like, it did suck that I just focused on NHL. But on the flip side is... It's also cool because it did allow me to get into casting esports, and I I mm-hmm. love that. That's another thing that I love because again, I 
I I love you know doing that kind of thing and analyzing and and stuff like that and appreciating what good I I don't I can't play as good as they I like not even close like I can't mm-hmm. I, obviously I'm nowhere close to them but I can appreciate what they do I appreciate how good they are and I know why they're so good um, based on my knowledge of the game mechanics and real hockey knowledge and the kind of the marriage of that and that's kind of always been how my brain has sort of worked and that's why. That's why I love it, and that's I'm fortunate that I that I got to to sort of break into that, and it was because of being an NHL channel essentially, and and yeah, just being willing to to do it when no one else really was. Me and you were like, yeah, like who else was even commentating like esports you games never, before? You never know what opportunities are going to pop up, yeah. right? And I think that's another thing. Kind of goes along with what I mentioned with Nasher, like you. Got to make sure, you know, what you start off with might not be what you finish with, right? Yep. I mean, like, God, my first my first videos, as horrific as they are, were all FIFA-related. Because I was on such a FIFA huh. kick, no pun intended, around the time of that starting. How many people from probably a Nash or a 2BC, et cetera, within the NHL community started on, like, Call of Duty videos and stuff like that? You oh, know? yeah. It's just you, you got you to gotta keep making Cutie those changes. Pie and started on Call of Duty. Chris Smoove's biggest videos back in the day were Call of Duty. Oh, man. And then he becomes the one NBA of the guy. biggest NBA guy. Yeah. Right. And yeah, he's yeah, it's it's just crazy how things. Mm. So, boys, I'm glad we had that conversation to be able to end things on a, a bit of a high note. I, I mm-hmm. love talking about the content creation side of things. Um you know, I mean, again, hey, we might not be the biggest podcast in the world, but the perspective that we can provide within people that reside within the hockey community, different from a lot of other people. So, um, big fan of uh, what the show was, as much as we had to kind of talk about the negatives. Like I said, hopefully, real world hockey wise, we get back into the positives. Uh, and if not, hey, maybe we have more conversations like this. But yeah, I'd like that. I want to thank everybody who listened uh, at any point, whether this was your first show or if you've been here for the majority of the ride. Uh, We are approaching the first year of this podcast. I think we started in February or March of last year, and it's it's been awesome. Again, hopefully we'll be back towards two episodes a week. It might end up just being one big episode a week while Sin and I are on commentary duty with NHL Gamer. We will wait and update you on that. Boys... It's been fun. You can find Endo everywhere at Endo Mills. E-N-D-O Mills. Editor extraordinaire. Hit him up if you need work. Although you'll be competing with me. And don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to outbid me. How much will it take to outbid me? I don't know. You're going to have to make that offer to Endo to find out. (laughs) Editor extraordinaire and connoisseur of Swedish meatballs. There you go. God, I edited all my own stuff because I didn't pay for half of film school for nothing. God damn it! (laughs) Oh man, I took I took four months and I said fuck that. I'm out. God, you can find Sin everywhere at Sin. That is C Y N F T W Prod or Productions. If if Prod doesn't work, type out the rest of the word. You will find yeah, him. Pro- course, Prod's only on Twitter because of stupid character limit. Everywhere else, it's productions. Boo, Twitter. Because I'm a producer. 
He is a production. Yeah, stop, man. Stop all the. I don't know. <laughs> stop all the editing. Yeah. He's the producer. <laughs> Oh, and uh God. yeah if, if you are into fantasy settings man watch watch my new banner lord series it's something doing something new on the channel and uh would appreciate people checking it out if you're into that there you go we will be back next week everybody thank you for listening hope you had a wonderful holiday season a happy new year to you all and we will see you again in 2022 what happened to july <laughs>